Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Nuggets Nation, where you'll find the most up-to-date news, stories, and information about the Denver Nuggets and their organization. Brought to you by your host, Ethan Hinschel. What's up, Nuggets Nation? This is your host, Ethan, back with episode 31 of Nuggets Nation, and I'm here to recap the Denver Nuggets versus Miami Heat game. The Denver Nuggets won 103-97. to I'll get into all the reasons why the Denver Nuggets won, why the game was actually so close when it shouldn't have been, but before I do that, I have to announce the brand partnership that I have secured for this podcast. I've partnered with Colorado Harvest. It's a local dispensary in Denver. They have multiple locations, and I will announce the partnership. Colorado Harvest Company is my personal go-to dispensary, truly a one-stop shop where you can find your favorite brands of flour, concentrate, vapes, and edibles at an awesome price. They have a dedicated online pickup and delivery service for customer convenience. So make sure you make your way down to one of, the, one of their three locations based in Denver and Aurora. If you use promo code NUGGETSNATION to get, 10, to get $10 off your next order, Colorado Harvest's Colorado Harvest Company's online website will be linked in the description below along with their social media links. Give them a follow. I'm going to link all their stuff in my episode description down below so you guys can check them out and the promo code Nuggets Nation gets you $10 off your next order. Colorado Harvest is great and Nuggets Nation is one word, but if you say that they will absolutely understand it. So use promo code Nuggets Nation to get $10 off your next order from any one of Colorado Harvest Company's dispensary locations in the city of Denver and Aurora. So on that note, I do want to transition back into today's game for the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets, as I said, won 103 to 97 against the Miami Heat. This was a really good game for the Denver Nuggets. And it was a really good game. Like I just said, it, it was a good game for the Nuggets. And part of the reasons it was a good game were the first quarter was excellent. The Nuggets outscored the Miami Heat 36-20 to in the first quarter. And on top of that, the Nuggets really were able to establish a paint presence early in the first quarter. And that's kind of what led them to victory, I would say. Their three-point shooting was tremendous in the first quarter. They made one, two, three. They made six threes in the first quarter. Five, six, six threes in the first quarter. And... They really, you couldn't really stop Nuggets in the first quarter. They were kind of doing whatever they wanted. And that's really awesome to see because in my podcast that aired yesterday, I talked a lot about how the Denver Nuggets, they're such a good team and such an elite team that they can just seemingly flip that switch recently. And they've done that in like the second quarter-ish, like in the game yesterday against the Sacramento Kings. And tonight they got off to a blazing hot start. And I was just saying yesterday in my podcast... I guess I might need to say it more, but they just need to get off to a bit of a better start and they're going to do themselves so much better because they won't be chasing the other team so much. And that just allows your bench to have a little more room for error, which the Nuggets have had to deal with recently. And it wasn't all pretty. Jamal Murray got hurt in today's game, which is really unfortunate. He sprained his right ankle and the Nuggets ruled him questionable at the half, but then he was ruled out at 
for the second half at the start of the second half, and I'll get into that shortly, but the first quarter was really, really good for the Denver Nuggets, and the Denver Nuggets, they really exploded in the first quarter because of the paint, like I said, their three-point shooting, and on top of that, the defense. Their defense was tremendous in the first quarter. They allowed 20 points in the first quarter. Anytime you allow 20 points in the first quarter, or really any quarter, you're going to do really well, and there were two of four quarters tonight where the Nuggets allowed 20 and 19 points respectively, and if you do that for two of the four quarters in a game, odds are you're going to win if you can score enough, and the Nuggets just scored enough tonight. They scored 103 points, which usually is not enough to win, but when you allow 97, 103 is good enough to win, so they were able to get the win. The first quarter, like I said, was excellent. I thought those first 12 minutes, to me, the brand and style of basketball that the Nuggets were playing in those first 12 minutes is championship basketball that we saw in June of 23 and that I haven't seen much of this season. I saw a bit in Boston when Jamal and Yoke were just dominating the pick and roll as the Warriors game the other night and kind of uh, against um, on Christmas too against the Warriors a bit, but also really Boston and kind of Philly without Embiid back in Denver. But there's been a few instances where Yoke and Jamal have just really closed down, locked down, and just really executed that pick and roll. And when they do that, they're so lethal. And they were doing that in the first quarter a bit. They weren't actually doing it a ton. Jokic actually did not have his best game. And before I continue, also, I just want to point out, I'm dealing with a bit of a cold, so I do apologize for a bit of a raspy voice. So you may see me take a drink of tea slash water during this podcast. So I apologize for a bit of a raspy voice. I'm trying to get over it, but it is slight challenge and I'm not going to deter that much from it. But obviously I'm not going to stop podcasting, but I don't want, I just want to admit that my voice might sound a little different, but it's really whatever, to be honest. Anyways, uh, Jokic did not have his best game. Uh, it, it was actually, I, I don't know if he had a bad game. Like I, I wouldn't say, he, I wouldn't say Nikola Jokic had a bad game by any means, uh, but it for sure was not his best game. That's what I would say. Jokic had 18 points, 11 rebounds, seven assists, two blocks, a steal. He really struggled shooting the ball tonight, which is pretty surprising because Jokic is always such a high efficiency shooter. Jokic was six of 15 tonight from the field in 03 from three, six to six from the free throw line. He made some clutch free throws, which was huge for the team. And he really made a presence down in the paint when it mattered. He got some clutch buckets in the end of the fourth quarter. It was not Jokic's best game, to be honest with you. And that, I, I think it's kind of a testament to the Denver Nuggets, to be honest with you, because when Jokic doesn't have his best game, it's on others to step up. And, Michael Porter did exactly that. Michael Porter was probably the Nuggets' best player tonight. He had the best stat line, but stat lines don't always mean you have the best game. But in this case, in this scenario, I would argue that MPJ, Mike, Michael Porter Jr., he had the best game for the Denver Nuggets. He was making really tough shots, huge shots when the Denver Nuggets needed him to make them. He had 30 points, which is always great to see. I love, I love when Michael Porter scores just because it's so fun. And a lot of his points tonight, I talked about yesterday and how, in my podcast, and how like part of his game that was developing was his float game and just like his one shot or his float game and one dribble, two dribble, sorry, not one shot, one dribble, two dribble, like pull up in like 
the paint-ish area, elbow free throw line, baseline area is really advanced and it's gotten really good and it's a really tough shot. So for somebody 6'10", 6'11", it's a really tough shot for defenses to guard because when he's shooting it over you at such a beautiful arc and the beautiful touch in which he has, he's really got a complete offensive game, I would argue. His finishing has really improved. His three-point shooting is excellent. His jump shooting is excellent. He can dribble. He can score off the dribble. So like, He's really become a complete offensive player. And his defense has also gotten better, I would say. So, Michael Porter, shout out to you, dude. You played awesome tonight. You're my player of the game today for the Denver Nuggets. You stepped up when it mattered most. It was tough deciding between him and Aaron Gordon, but I thought I'd give Michael Porter the nudge just because he had 30. And when you have 30, you deserve to win player of the game. So, Michael Porter had 30 points on 12 of 23 shooting, 4 of 10 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, he had 11 rebounds, two of those were offensive, three assists, two steals, two blocks. So he really was everywhere tonight. And then Aaron Gordon was also really good tonight. He had 16 big points, five of eight shooting. He didn't take any threes, which was important because it wasn't in the flow of the Nuggets offense tonight for him to take threes because it usually was Jimmy Butler guarding him or the Miami Heat's rookie Nikola Jovic, not Nikola Jokic, Nikola Jovic. And... Those are just big, more athletic wing forward type players. And he's just, that's not the shot that he wants against them. The goal for the Nuggets in this game was to establish themselves in the paint. And they did exactly that. And the three point shot subsequently fell because, like I said in yesterday's podcast, and my keys for today's game, my keys were spot on for today's game. And the Denver Nuggets, they shot the ball well to start so they were closing the Miami Heat then closed out really hard on the Denver Nuggets so then the Nuggets drove and crashed the paint hard scored twos easy twos so they really like open the floor up for themselves when they make their shots and attack the basket and score in the paint when the Nuggets are attacking the basket I think they're the hardest team to stop in basketball because you got five different guys who have some way of attacking the basket Jamal Murray can do it off the dribble do it off a post move, do it off a pick and roll. Then you got KCP who can do it off a backdoor cut, fast break. He can also do it off the dribble. Michael Porter Jr. can do it off the dribble, screen, backdoor cut. Aaron Gordon, again, cuts off the dribble. And then Jokic, obviously, you know, he can do whatever he wants. And so all, all five of their guys can score in the paint. And I think that's what makes the Nuggets so good of a team is because when shots aren't falling, you know, you can just rely on like, we just need to get two and we just need to make an easy, tough shot. And we're just going to go down inside the paint deep and score. And I talked about having that mental psychological edge in yesterday's podcast. I think it showed tonight. The Nuggets just were, though they were frustrated at points and rightfully so they had some frustration, frustrating play. They, they were able to like catch themselves in those moments and gather themselves. And I think that shows the maturity of this team because when in, in real time, when you're able to recognize that you're kind of spiraling or losing control, but you have the ability to catch yourself and slow down and just reset, which the Nuggets did tonight. Because the Miami Heat went on plenty of runs. And the Miami Heat are a very good team. And as I said yesterday, they are not to be underestimated. And after this game, like the Nuggets won. I'm not incredibly satisfied with the win. And I know it's like kind of tough. As I was walking up the stairs from my kitchen to my room to podcast for this game, I was thinking to myself saying, Ethan, like, kind of upset for a win. 
and my rule generally speaking is that I have with myself is anytime the nuggets win, like I, I can't be upset and I'm only upset because Jamal Murray got hurt and it really sucks losing Jamal Murray. Uh, he sprained his right ankle, as I said earlier, and the Nuggets ruled him questionable at halftime. Then to start the second half, they ruled him out, which is the smart thing to do. You should not have him play through it if he's injured right now, which he obviously is. And hopefully it's not significant and it's day-to-day, not week-to-week. And the Nuggets can get him back for our two games at home next week against Phoenix and Boston. Hopefully he can only miss the game in LA on Saturday, which is such a shame because that game's on ABC and that was going to be such a great game against LeBron and AD. You want Jamal Murray playing, but life happens. Guys get injured and that's, that's basketball and you got to adjust. You can't make an excuse for yourself and you just got to continue to move forward. The Nuggets are not going to make any excuses for themselves. They're going to continue to move forward. And guys like Michael Porter, they stepped up in Jamal Murray's absence tonight. And with Jokic not playing his best game, and I think that's I think that's the culture of the Nuggets. And like I was talking about yesterday, the culture of the Nuggets is next man up. And whatever, who's ever got it going, they're just going to continue to feed. And I talked about that in my podcast yesterday because a lot of teams in the NBA, like, even if some guy has it going necessarily and he's not the star player, that he's not going to continue to be fed the ball. But it doesn't matter. Michael Porter, in my eyes, as a Nuggets fan, I think he's a star. But to the rest of the NBA, I don't know if he is. And frankly, I don't care. It doesn't matter. But Michael Porter, when he's going, I don't think there's many better players. When he gets into a good rhythm and he catches fire shooting the ball, there's not many players I take in the league over him when it comes to just making a shot. He's just a shot maker. And... He's a tough shot maker, period. That's Michael Porter Jr., tough shot maker. So I thought his performance was really impressive tonight. I thought the Denver Nuggets defense was really, really impressive tonight. Uh, For all the talk about Miami Heat having one of the NBA's best defenses, the Denver Nuggets are right there with them. You know, last year's NBA Finals was a lot of defensive games, and the Denver Nuggets, all the talk was, the Denver Nuggets won behind Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, which is fair, as they did. But they also won behind their defense last year. And Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter and KCP are a tremendous part of that defensive effort, especially in the starting five unit or when those three guys are playing without Jokic. Those three guys have a tremendous value that they bring to the team defensively. And Aaron Gordon did an excellent job guarding Jimmy Butler tonight. I thought he was so good. Jimmy Butler's really good. He's going to get his points, and he's really good inside the paint and around the elbow baseline area. He's just, that's his spots. Those are where he's good. And the Nuggets, they played good, great defense. Anytime you allow less than 100 points in today's NBA, it's really impressive. Back-to-back games allowing less than 100 points. It's really impressive. And just positives to go around, to be honest. KCP had a tremendous game. He had 18 points on 5 of 11 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3, 4 of 4 from the free throw line. Two rebounds, one of those offensive, two assists, one steal, one block. And the bench the bench was solid. I was not a fan of Reggie Jackson tonight. You probably saw that in my tweets, which I will I'll link my Twitter in uh, the episode description down below. Um, but Reggie Jackson I thought was awful tonight, to be honest with you, and for those who have followed my podcast from day one, I really appreciate you sincerely. I really do mean that. Uh, I wasn't a fan of Reggie Jackson on day one. I later became a fan as he grew on me. I'm becoming less of a fan 
as the season has worn on in the latter half. And I just think his defense is too much of a liability. He's too late on rotations. And when he does rotate, he over rotates or just doesn't rotate at all. He makes stupid plays offensively, just like mind boggling plays, like committing offensive fouls, dribbling way too much, taking way too many questionable shots. And that's not the Nuggets offense. And to me, he's like the weak link of the Nuggets roster, to be honest. Like when you look at the guys who played in today's game, starting five obviously fits the team, fits the culture, fits the system. Then you got Christian Braun, Peyton Watson. They both fit the system on selfish players. Justin Holiday absolutely fits the system. Zeke Naji's kind of questionable. He's fitting more in, but still slight question mark. Uh, and then Reggie Jackson. And Reggie, I'm not here to like fully shit on Reggie Jackson, but he he really struggled tonight, and he really killed the Nuggets at a lot of times. And he's done that a lot recently. It seems he just he's a rhythm killer, and I hate to put a word or a statement on a guy like that but he kind of just is and it's where he is right now I thought it was questionable that Michael Malone subbed Christian Braun out for Reggie Jackson late in the fourth quarter when the Nuggets really needed Christian Braun's defense yeah his offense might not be as polished but I actually thought he was doing pretty solid offensively I know he only had uh two points offensively it was a it was a foul he made a bucket and got fouled missed his free throw uh but he he was within the system in the half court offense it, it was functioning with Christian Braun and functioning is the key word there it wasn't excelling but it was functioning and it was doing somewhat enough and maybe not enough but like close to enough and Reggie Jackson is too much of a liability on defense. At least Christian Braun was playing tremendous defense tonight. His defense has stepped up. The defense we saw tonight and the defense we've seen from Christian Braun is the defense that we saw in the NBA Finals and last year's playoffs run when Christian Braun was excellent in leading the Denver Nuggets to, not leading, but assisting the Denver Nuggets to their NBA Finals. And that's the Christian Braun we need to see. He got 20 minutes tonight. Reggie Jackson saw 29 minutes, and I think that's also part of why he played poorly is because I don't think it's not that he's conditioned to play just under 30 minutes a game. I think it's that's not the role for Reggie Jackson. And when guys play outside of the role that they're designated for, especially if they're not skilled enough to play a bigger role, they're going to struggle because they're going to force shots and passes and things. And he did all of the above tonight. And do I think that it's a slight outlier? Slightly. I think he had a outwardly bad game today, 100%. But I don't think it's an outlier in terms of his defensive play, at least. Offensively, sure. We can kind of, we'll give him a mulligan. But in terms of like the collective miss shots, but shot selection, he doesn't get a mulligan for. Miss shots, okay. But shot selection, I'm not giving him a mulligan for. He was taking bad shots. And defensively, as of recent, like, I was like rewinding last night on YouTube as I was going to bed, like watching clips from the Sacramento Kings game. It's what I do. And uh, there was like one possession in particular where the Kings had rotated the ball and Reggie Jackson had like crossed over like the halfway mark on the defensive side in the paint. And his guy was in the corner and he had to sprint back to the corner. And I think it was Keegan Murray or Malik Monk um, or 
maybe even Davion Mitchell. One of those guys. It doesn't really matter who it was. I mean, to some extent it does, but for the example I'm giving, it doesn't matter. And he was fully laid on the rotation. And like, maybe by the camera, you think he got a hand in his face, but if you slow it down like I did and you watched it multiple times, the clip, you would realize that Reggie Jackson was absolutely late and he got a hand in the face by the time the ball was in the air. So that's not a contest. That's, that is a late, that's a late contest at best. And in today's NBA, corner three that's somewhat open is usually a make. And when you're trailing or even trying to come back like the Nuggets were, those are just defensive possessions that you just can't have. And Reggie Jackson has seemingly been on the other end of those consistently lately. And it's really hurt the Denver Nuggets because he runs that bench unit with Jamal slightly in that two-point guard lineup. So you just got to be better. But the first quarter was tremendous, as I said. From there, the game took a turn, obviously. Jamal Murray got hurt in the second quarter, so kind of sucked a little life out of the team and some air out of the team. Sucked the air out of the team. Yeah, uh, maybe. I I don't know if I'm saying that expression correctly. I'm going to leave it in, and you guys tell me if I am or if I'm not. I don't think I am, but someone correct me. I would love to see it. (laughs) But the Nuggets... It wasn't pretty. It's, games are not always going to be pretty. Like, this wasn't a pretty win. And I think that's part of the reason why I was slightly upset was because the first quarter was so pretty. And it was such a good first quarter. And basketball doesn't always have to be so pretty. But the Nuggets play such a attractive, good style of basketball. And the second half was kind of just a, a clusterfuck. I don't know if that's the best word to describe. But it's what I'm feeling right now. So I'm going to say it. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it was it was fucking shitty. Like it, it was not it was not the Nuggets' best second half to say the least. They scrapped by. They got enough done, and I'm not gonna complain because they got the win. That's not at all what I'm doing here. I'm just I'm just giving you the analytical side of things and recapping it, and not just recapping it, but like breaking down what happened because the Nuggets were up like 15 points in the fourth quarter. They were up 90 to 75. And they won 103 to 97. And you can't allow 22 points and score 13. Like, you can't go on a minus nine differential, especially once Jokic comes back in. Like, that's just not something you can do. And I know not all those points were with Jokic on the floor for the Miami Heat, but it's just got to it's gotta be better. That's, that's what I have to say. The Nuggets were up 16. That was the biggest lead tonight. And like I said, that was at the end of the first quarter when Jamal Murray made a sweet buzzer beater three, bank shot. But... The Nuggets, their turnovers were too high tonight. They had 15 turnovers. And Miami's a really good defensive team, like I said, and they force tough shots, and they make you play really hard. They make you beat them. Miami's not going to beat themselves. But Denver had 15 turnovers. Miami had 14. And again, like Miami does turn the ball over slightly, but Denver's defense was excellent tonight. And I know the talk of this game by the mainstream media is going to be well, Miami Heat made it a really close game at the end. They were without Tyler Hero, and they were without a few other key players. Kevin Love was out. Okay. Jamal Murray was out, too. And for the majority of, for the second half entirety, and the other, like, half the second quarter. So, like, all right, I'll, I'll take my guy, and you have all your guys back in. I, we're still, I still believe we're going to win, and we did that last year, so... I think that argument you kind of got to throw out the window when the mainstream media talks about that because Nuggets beat the Heat in five last year in the finals and with and everyone was healthy. So, I don't know. 
just just my just my two cents to be honest with you. But the Nuggets caused 14 turnovers, which is really elite. They had eight blocks tonight. They had 10 steals. Their defense was excellent, and they shot 90% from the free throw line as a team. So that's really good. The Denver Nuggets had 40 points in the paint, which is impressive. The Miami Heat had 48, but the Miami Heat three-point shot was not good tonight. They just really could not shoot the ball well from three for whatever reason. They really, really struggled shooting the ball. They were three of 13 from three. They're not a good three-point shooting team, but it w- it was bad. Um, sorry, they were not three of 13 from three, the Miami Heat. They were seven of 26. Three of 13 was in the second half. They were seven of 26 from three. Terry Rozier was one of eight from three with four air balls. Like, horrible shooting three-point performance from him just generally too he was six of 15 he made some clutch shots at the end 100 percent, but they were not making threes they have like one good three-point shooter on their squad Duncan Robinson who was two of six the Nuggets did not let him explode in today's game which was huge and I also thought like defensively there's such thing as smart fouls and the Nuggets had a few of those tonight to prevent like easy points or easy layups and those they were good fouls. Christian Braun did it on a three. He busted through Bam on a bio when Duncan Robinson was coming around that pick for us for a pull up three, and he got the pass. Duncan Robinson uncontested and drained it. But just previous to that, while the ball was still in Duncan's hand, Christian Braun plowed through Bam out of bio, and he did it intentionally because odds are Duncan Robinson's going to make a wide open three from the top of the key off a pass in rhythm coming off a pick 100%. So smart foul there. And then there was another smart foul where a player was cutting towards the basket and they had beat their man and Jokic was like in the paint and just grabbed them. And another, that's another good foul. And those are just two instances. There's other times when there's good fouls in the game, but those are just two instances that came to mind to me and that I also jotted down in my notes on my iPad while watching the game. But I thought the Denver Nuggets defense was so good. And I know I keep talking about that, but in a game like today, that's what they needed to win. And I said yesterday that this might be a very defensive game for the Denver Nuggets. And that's okay because at the end of the day, like I still trust our defense. And I still think like part of the reason why the Denver Nuggets are an elite NBA team is our defense. And the defense, the past five games since the All-Star break has been really, really good. And the Nuggets have turned it up a notch. I hope, I really, really hope that Jamal Murray's not out long. I'm going to, like, I don't, I'm not religious, but I'm going to do something to (laughs) wish Jamal Murray the best, and hopefully he's not out long. But if he is, hopefully he can get healthy quickly for the playoffs, which I said is the most important part. When he got injured, my first thought in my head was, obviously, I hope he's okay. That was my that was my first initial thought. Obviously, hopefully nothing like structurally is wrong. No broken bones, no torn ligaments, which we seem to be in the clear, knock on wood. And from there, my next thought was, well, if he's out for a prolonged period of time, the one seed is out the window. Like, the one seed's out the window. And I know Malone, Coach Malone, has talked about that the Nuggets aren't chasing the one seed. KCP last night said the Nuggets are chasing the one seed, and I believe they're chasing the one seed too, whether they want to publicly say it or not. They want the one seed. Don't don't think they don't. And as any team does, but yeah. So my first thought was beyond once I was wishing that he was okay was, well, the one seed's out if he can't play. So hopefully he's not out long because if he's out any 
anything more than a week, I think the one seed's out the window. And once, like I said, I don't think the Nuggets need the one seed to win a championship. If they have the one seed, does it help? Absolutely. It makes it a lot easier, but it's still going to be tough even with the one seed. Don't get, don't get that confused or mistaken. But before I end this podcast, I want to preview the upcoming game against Los Angeles Lakers this Saturday in LA. The Nuggets are five and zero after the All Star break, five and zero of the to start their twenty seven game stretch. So twenty two games remaining, they're three and zero in their tough six game stretch. They beat the three most beatable teams, I would argue, in the stretch so far, starting with the Golden State Warriors on the road, the Sacramento Kings at home, the Miami Heat at home. These two past games have been tough because they're back to back, and he took care of business last night without De'Aaron Fox, as you should. You got the win tonight without Jamal Murray for the majority of it against the Miami Heat, who were a tough game. And they had this game circled on their calendar. Don't don't think they didn't. If you lose in the NBA Finals, you get a rematch with that team in their city. That game is circled on your schedule the moment the schedule comes out. Whether the Miami Heat want to admit it or not, as a competitor, it's 100% circled. And they were coming into this game with aggression and purpose and the Nuggets energy to start this game was so elite and it was championship energy and they came out like it was the NBA finals so it was really impressive and that's kind of like my last statement before I preview the Los Angeles Lakers game this Saturday for the Denver Nuggets so the Denver Nuggets play the Los Angeles Lakers this Saturday March 2nd at 8 30 p.m. Eastern 6 30 local time for me 5 30 in California for those there it's on ABC, so it'll be on national TV for all those looking to watch. So I can't wait to watch that game. Hopefully, Jamal Murray's okay and can play. I don't know if he will be able to. Let's assume he's not going to be able to just for my preview for the what I'm going to add for my few keys for this game. Let's assume that Reggie Jackson will start in his place. I doubt Christian Braun's going to start. I think it might be a bit of more ballsy move to have Christian Braun start in Reggie Jackson's spot if Jamal Murray can't go because I like his defense, but Malone's probably just going to go with the more veteran proven player in Reggie, and I understand that, but piece of me wants to see Christian Braun, but I think Reggie Jackson deserves it if Jamal Murray can't play. But from there, Reggie Jackson's going to start, and then the rest of the starting lineup is going to be the same as usual. Jokic is going to need to have a much better game against the Lakers. Without Jamal Murray, he's going to have to carry the team, and Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to step up the last time they played the Lakers, Michael Porter Jr. had a tremendous game, so he's going to need to replicate that if the Nuggets want to win. In the Denver Nuggets' last game against the Lakers, they won 114-106 to on the road, and they won behind their big three of Jamal, MPJ, and Yoke, and Michael Porter had 27 points on 11-20 shooting, one of his better shooting nights this season, 4-7 from three with eight rebounds, so he was active on the glass. And Jamal Murray also had an awesome night that night. He had 29 points, 11 assists, and seven rebounds. He also had one of his best nights. So it's a huge loss if the Nuggets don't have Jamal tonight just because there's not really someone who can guard Jamal on the Lakers. So it's a big loss for the Nuggets in that matchup and scheme. And it's especially a big loss if he can't go against Phoenix on Tuesday or Boston next Thursday. That's a huge loss because those teams are super high offensive-powered teams. And just the usage for Jokic and just the effort he has to do on the offensive end is so much higher and so much more taxing. And that's not what we want as the playoffs are around the corner. But to preview this game, so the starters are going to be the same. Reggie's probably going to play. And Jokic's going to have to have a big game. 
Porter's going to have to have a big game, and Gordon is also going to have to have a big game. And KCP is just going to have to make timely shots. Guys like Christian Brown are going to have to play well again. Peyton Watson needs to play better. I thought Peyton Watson did not play well tonight. That's something I should add. Peyton Watson really struggled tonight, I thought. And he's kind of struggled as of late recently. He's just got to find his rhythm again, play with confidence. He worries me a little as we enter the playoffs soon. Like, just consistency, it's not there every night. And in the playoffs, it's got to be there every night. So Christian Braun's a little more consistent. Peyton Watson's a little not. When Peyton Watson's on, I think he's a little better than Christian Braun, but I'd rather take consistency over inconsistency. So that's like the debate you got to go with at the moment. And Malone alluded to that. There's not many teams in the league who are trying to win back-to-back, who are trying to win a championship, not back-to-back, because there's only one team trying to win back-to-back. But there's not many teams in the league trying to win a championship with two second-year guys coming off their bench and that are part of like their main eight-man, eight-nine-man rotation that they're running. So it's very accurate, and hopefully it doesn't bite them in the butt. But I think the Nuggets can get the win in L.A. this Saturday. It'd be a tremendous win for the Denver Nuggets, especially without Jamal if he can't play, which I don't think he will just based off his injury and how they've handled Jamal in the past and just the grand scheme of picture for this game is it's it's important, but it's not. It's not a playoff game, and you need Jamal healthy, so it's not worth pushing him to get injured for a month or plus. So the Nuggets are on a five-game win streak, and to go 4-0 in the first in their six-game stretch would be tremendous because then if you just split the next two games, that'd be huge. But even if you could just go oh, 3-0 in the next three games, I'd have zero complaints. But on that note, I just want to say Thank you all for listening. I want to announce a giveaway that I'm doing. One of my first 500 subscribers will have an opportunity to win a free Nikola Jokic jersey. Feel free to subscribe on whatever platform you choose to listen to podcasts on. Super simple. Subscribe and follow. And if you win, I will and if you win, I will DM you asking for your size and ship it out on my dime. So it's that simple. Nuggets got a solid win tonight. A win is always good. They improved to 41 and 19, which is an excellent record. Improved their home record. And let's get it Saturday against the Lakers. Go Nuggets. Everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening.